the church this week celebrates National Vocations Awareness Week. Um, if you don't know this, uh, the word vocation, oftentimes it kind of has gotten, um, I, I, I like to say the word vocation has gotten hijacked over the years. Uh, vocation, right? A lot of times when we hear those words, we think of priests, we think of nuns, we think of brothers, we think of sisters, we think of all the people that work in the church that wear like the funny robes. Um, but in reality, the word vocation very simply means a calling. And today our gospel does a fantastic job of talking about this calling. Now one of the things I, I, I have to say that i, I got to be very honest about is that the calling of God can be a surprise. I don't know if you've ever had an experience where you didn't expect to hear your name called, but when it did, it was like a surprise and it was exciting. When I think of that, I think of my seventh grade uh, science fair, right? So seventh grade, I was at St. Mary's back in the day, and when sixth grade we'd do a project, seventh grade we'd do a project, eighth grade we'd do a project, seventh grade did a project, and I still remember, got, you know, it was looking good, it's got like some plants and stuff, like, well, my, my mom kind of made it look good, and made sure the plants didn't die, but you know, like, we did this project, and I was very, very excited about my project. Um, we did it at the school level. When you, when you do good at the school level, then you get to go to the parish level, right? So we were down in Galliana at the parish science fair, and I was, I was fired up, had my project. Me and my partner, we like, we're going we to do some good stuff. All right. So we do our project, we do our presentation, we make it a big deal. Man, it went, it went really, really well. And at the end of the day, I was just like, man, I'm happy to get a day off of school. I'm happy to just have been able to hang out with like my buddies and, and just have a good day outside of school. Well, we got we to gotta head to the awards just to congratulate all the people that won. So we go to the awards ceremony and they're going through all the categories and all this stuff. And they get to our category and third place, so-and-so. Good job. Yeah, I remember that project. They had like a robot or something. In it. Good job. All right. All right. Second place. So-and-so. All right. Good deal. Yeah, that's my friend. They're from school. All right. Congratulations. And then I'm like looking at my dad. I'm like, you ready to go? We good. We done. First place. And it was our project. And I still remember my eyes got like two saucers, like I got fired up, I was all excited. Me and my buddy, we like high five, we jumping up and down, because we never expected to actually win. We never expected, we were the two loud bad kids that were hanging out in the back that they kept telling to be quiet while they were doing the judging. Like we weren't supposed to be the kids that won this thing, but we popped up and we were fired up, excited, and we like looking at all the nerds and we're like, we beat y'all, no. Um, but like. We were really excited, so we ran up on stage, we get our award, we're fired up, taking pictures and all this stuff. And I still remember this like it was just, because like, there's something about when you don't expect it and you're rewarded for something, that it just makes it, like that kind of surprise just makes it so much greater. I think today, that's what Zacchaeus experiences. I think today, in our gospel today, that's the kind of thing that Zacchaeus feels when Jesus says, Zacchaeus, I'm coming to stay with you. Let's look at Zacchaeus. Let's, let's kind of get a little, an idea of who this guy is, right? As I've said before in different, in, in different scriptures, he's a tax collector. Tax collectors, they lived in, in public scandal because they were crooks. 
They would collect the money for the government, but they would take a little bit off the top for themselves. Right? They would make a point to make a little bit of money themselves. They were crooked. So the tax collector was kind of thrown off to the side. Nobody wanted to deal with tax collectors. They were sinners, they were scandalous, and they were crooks. Well, this guy is not just a tax collector. We hear two details that kind of tell us something about him. He's rich, so he's done this a lot, and he's a chief tax collector. So he's the sinners of the sinners. He's the one in charge of these group of sinners. He's the one that's telling all these guys what they're supposed to do and teaching them how to be crooked. Needless to say, Zacchaeus didn't, probably didn't have too many friends. He was kind of cast aside. He wasn't somebody that, that should have been doing anything special. Another thing we learn about him is that Zacchaeus is short. Zacchaeus can't see over the crowd. Zacchaeus, he's kind of helpless in his own physical right, limitation. Man, it's like Zacchaeus is like the, the, the biblical understanding of little man syndrome, right? He's not trying to make as much money off of people as possible, and he's short. He's overcompensating. But what happens in today's scripture, I think, is very, very telling, and it fits with Vocations Awareness Week. It fits with the way that God calls us. Zacchaeus had every reason not like he was not a desirable one for God to call, for God to reach out to, for Jesus to look at and say, I'm coming and stay with you. First of all, it's lucky that he even was seen. When Jesus is passing through Jericho, Jericho's a big city. This is like Jesus walking down Canal Street. And he's short, he's in the back of the crowd. He's lucky that he was even seen to be able to be called. But there was something in Zacchaeus that said, you know what, I'm not going to let my limitations that have just been given to me stand in the way. I'm not going to let my limitations that just like the circumstances of my life get in the way of Jesus seeing me or me seeing him. So he climbs a tree. Like Zacchaeus doesn't let the, the, his circumstance get in the way. How often in our lives do we let the circumstances that we've been handed, the things that have happened to us, dictate what we do or what we don't do? Zacchaeus doesn't allow his circumstances to get in the way. The second thing with Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus, he doesn't let the public scandal that he lives in, he doesn't let his, his reputation dictate what he does or doesn't do he's intrigued by this guy jesus he has heard this name he's heard this reputation he's heard these things that this guy has done and he says you know what i'm gonna go see him even though on my way there people are probably gonna wonder what in the heck is zacchaeus doing going to jesus he lives in scandal. He doesn't let that stand in the way. He doesn't let the result of his own choices get in the way of him seeing Jesus. How often do we, the choices that we've made, we, the mistakes that we've made, how often do we disqualify ourselves because of the things that we've done, the things that we've said, the way in which we lived our life? You know what? God doesn't want anything to do with me 
I'm going to just let them pass by. And finally, Zacchaeus doesn't ignore Jesus when he calls out to him. When Jesus is passing by, I don't think Jesus went with the intention that he was going to find a guy in a tree somewhere and say, I'm going to go stay with that guy tonight. But there was something about Zacchaeus not allowing his physical limitations or his circumstances, not allowing his choices in life, not allowing these things to stand in the way that God saw an openness and said, I'm coming to stay with you. And Zacchaeus still had to answer, yes, Lord, come stay with me. He runs down quickly. He goes to meet him. I think in all of our lives, we all have circumstances in our life. We have all have choices that we've made in the past that we can say, we can blame as, you know what, that's why I'm not going to follow God. But in reality, God still calls out to us, I'm coming to stay with you. And we may not answer, sure, and run to him quickly. Today was Vocations Awareness Week, like we're kicking it off today, and it's about, in a lot of ways, we, look, we think about all the vocations, and the first and primary vocation of every one of us in this building, in our world, is to live a life of holiness. What is holiness? Holiness is closeness to God, easiest way to say it. Living a life where that person is close to God. A dear priest friend of mine, a good mentor when I was at LSU, Father Tan Vu, he passed away, and I remember at the homily at his funeral, Bishop Munch stood up in front of everybody and he said, the one thing we knew about Father Tan was that he was close to God. How, how beautiful of a testament to a person at their funeral to be able to say he lived his life close to God. Like That's what God is calling all of us to. That's what God says when he says, I'm staying with you. I want to be close. I want you to live a life of holiness. I want to change the way that you're a dad. I want to change the way that you're a mom. I want to change the way that you work in the world. I want to change the way you do everything because I want to be close to you and I want you to be a saint going forward. If we do nothing else today but say we're going to live our life a little bit closer to God and if all of us in this room make that decision Make that commitment and do it today. That will change our, our world. That will change our community in massive ways. But at the same time, while God says, I want to be close to all of you, some he does call, surprisingly, to the priesthood, to religious life. If you knew me before I was a priest, you know it's surprising. If you know my family, <laughs> you know it's surprising. Love my mama. <laughs> but the reality is, in my life even, I had, every, I had every circumstance that was given to me that would have been enough to say, you know what, that's an excuse, that's good enough, I'm good. I, I don't, I, you know what, Lord, you might be calling me to something, but I, that, that's fine, I, you know what, I can, bl I can blame X, Y, and Z. I could blame these things that happened to me. I could blame all this stuff, all these circumstances of my life. I'm not smart enough. I'm not, I, 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 I don't need to be a priest. If I really wanted to, I could blame every circumstance around me. 
as to not be a priest. If I really wanted to, I could blame all the choices and the sin and the stuff that I've done in my life. Like, Lord, you sure you, you calling me? The kid from the back of the class? Why, why, why don't you call the one that sits in the front and make straight A's? Are you sure you want me? You're calling me? I don't know about this. We could have, I could have embraced every excuse with every sin that I've ever committed and said, you know what? It's not enough. But God, for some reason, saw it fit to say, you, John David, I want to stay with you. I want to live with you. I want you to draw close to me. See, John Paul II once said, God calls man. God reveals to man himself and makes his supreme calling clear. God reveals man to himself and makes his supreme calling clear. The closer we draw to God, the more we recognize the way in which he created us. The more, in, the more we draw close to God, the holier we are, the more we stay with him, the more we recognize in our life how it is God wants, uh, wants to work through us in the world. And a lot of times that happens where it's with the family and kids. Where it's as a husband loving his wife, as a mom being a fantastic mom to her children. But some he does call and say, you know what, I want you to be my priest. I want you to be my sister. I'll be honest. I, 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 was, I was scared. <laughs> I ran because I did not want to be a priest. You'd have asked me 15 years ago, 20 years ago, if I would have been a priest, I would have said absolutely not and hid from it. Because the greatest desire of my heart was to be a dad. Was to be a dad. My dad and I were best friends growing up. I'll be honest, like we, we were close and I wanted to be him with the church part and the coaching and all that stuff. Like that was who I wanted to be. I wanted to be a dad. I didn't care about the house I was going to have, the job I was going to have, anything. I wanted to be a dad. And after I got ordained a priest, by the world standards, you failed at your job. Like, I would have failed at the goals that I had set out, at the desires that I had of being a dad. In fact, my first year as a priest, on Christmas morning, I kind of had a little moment of, I, I have to go pray. Because when I sat down on Christmas morning and started looking at the pictures of everybody in the same pajamas with the perfect wrapping paper and all the kids opening their toys and having fun. I'm sitting there thinking, everybody I went to high school and college with that's married, Christmas morning's a different thing for them. Because for me, it was an empty house, same piece of toast that I eat every morning, and a cup of coffee. And I, I, I'm not going to lie, I, I went straight to prayer. Because <laughs> I said, God, I, I can't do this. this. This is hard, bro. This is really hard. I want to be a dad. Why would you not let me be a dad? Why would you not let me experience? And he just said, you got 8 o'clock mass this morning. Just go. And every kid that walked in, every adult that walked in, I saw myself as their dad. 
When a kid would come up and give me a hug, I saw myself as their dad. When families were coming up and joking around with me, I saw myself as their dad. Priest, you see, it takes the same stuff to be a good priest as it does to be a good dad. We should live every day as if, like God blesses me every day with the opportunity to be a good dad. Because he fulfills the deepest desire of my heart in a way I never expected. And it surprised me. And it still surprises me. You see, every one of us in this, in this church today, God is calling us to draw close to Him, and He wants to surprise us in a powerful, real way. He wants to fulfill the deepest desires of your heart. I got a feeling that no one in this room wants to be an okay, halfway dad. I got a feeling that no man in this room wants to be just kind of like, all right, I'm kind of there, and that's about it. You want to be a saint of a dad. You want to be one that's willing to sacrifice, to willing to fight for your kids. No matter how old or young they are. No matter how good or bad. Moms, you want to do nothing more than to nourish and protect and love your kids. We do those things better the closer we are to our Lord because God reveals man to Himself. And makes the supreme calling clear. Today when we come to Mass, we're coming to have our call, our desires revealed to ourselves, and He's going to fulfill them. He's going to feed us. He's going to strengthen them. And He's going to go send us out to then serve and live in our vocations. Because God calls man first. And He reveals man to Himself and makes His supreme calling clear. The same way he did with Zacchaeus. The same way that he didn't allow the circumstances of my life or the sin in the past that I've done. He still looked at Zacchaeus and said, I'm staying with you tonight. God wants to come and dwell and live with each one of us. And in our vocations, we share that with those with whom we serve. God reveals man to Himself makes a supreme calling clear. May we live our vocation, whatever it may be, however clear we may be on it, however, however much we might still be discerning it. May we live our vocation with a Christ-like love that's willing to lay down our life for those whom we serve. May we be saints when we do it.